you, you know what? You two are morons. You know dinosaurs went extinct in the 1970s. <laughs> Radio Drome. Welcome to what might be our most hate-filled episode of Radio Drome ever. I am Josh Hadley. With me is the number one cuck himself, Cecil. Oh, Wait, what? Why? I, I, That's what just, the alt-right no. calls all of their enemies, cucks. Uh, well, I... Uh, we are whatever. enemies of the alt-right, already... aren't we? I'm not an enemy of anyone. That's true, you are... Almost disturbingly nice, like serial killer and hiding kind of nice. <laughs> I, I have no comeback from that. <laughs> That's disturbing right there. How, how do I, how do I refute that I'm not a serial killer? <laughs> Without at least sounding tried. like a serial killer. You refute that by saying, I only, I only use a aftershave that has little to no alcohol in it because alcohol <laughs> dries your face out and makes you look older. Hey, Paul! <laughs> Way to go, Milwaukee police. <laughs> All right, and, and, and as you can hear the giggling ninny back there, Peter is here. Come at me, BuzzFeed. Before we get into why everyone's going to hate us tonight, let's get the promo out of the way. Go to adamandeve.com, use the promo code DROME, D-R-O-M-E, and you will get 50% off of a single item, three free DVDs, a free sex swing, and free U.S. shipping. Just use the promo code DROME at adamandeve.com. A so, free sex slave? Sex swing. Oh, swing, and it sounded like sex slave. You piqued my interest. Oh, have I, have, I have a lot more sales on there. <laughs> Tonight, we're going to talk about, I don't know if I'll actually title the episode this, but how social justice warriors and forced diversity is ruining film and television. So we're going to get pretty much hate across the board. The whole forced diversity thing is getting out of control. Now, I don't want to say there should not be diversity. There are there are many, many films and TV shows that would probably never hire a, a black cast member or a Latino cast member or a gay cast member if there wasn't some sort of a social pressure there. But I'm saying sometimes it goes too far. Like, right now there's an actual controversy about, and I can't believe I'm defending a Christopher Nolan film, the Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk film. It's historically accurate based on European exodus from France and England of SAS forces. It's being called racist because there's not a single black person or openly gay person in the movie. I'm not making this up. I mean, it's it's gotten to this point. It really has where you need to put in diversity for the sake of diversity or you're going to uh, annoy. You're going to tickle the annoy button of the BuzzFeed crowd or of the, the Tumblrina crowd. They'll be asking, well, why isn't there a, a Middle Eastern person here? Why isn't there a black person? Because it's based on an account that didn't really feature anybody there weren't white black people. people in in the European military. Yeah, when did that happen? That This is based on something that actually happened, and it was primarily white people in this event. 
it's it's a biographical picture you know it's a it's a period piece so when you do that you try to be as accurate as possible but they don't really care about that kind of stuff do they and it's it's really getting sad and you you have other other examples that i'm sure we'll touch on like the netflix iron fist stuff and it's just it's really really getting out of hand it's just silly because the the whole thing is i've been reading like people have been posting the articles about it it's just absurd because like whenever you put something uh there's a word for that tokenism you're putting somebody in there as the token character and i know a lot of times people were complaining about that where it's like well we don't want token characters but then you want token characters (laughs) (laughs) don't cecil isn't that even a me or even before memes wasn't that always a joke oh token black guy in the sci-fi movie and whatnot since like the 70s and the 80s you had the token like there's people that assume oh it's the token black character in a slasher movie that usually dies first. And that in itself is pretty untrue. I mean, I myself have seen a lot of slasher movies that, and I could tell you, that's a debunked one, you know? Oh, big time. But it's ridiculous when you have something like Dunkirk and people are wanting more black people or other people of a, of a different race, and that would be tokenism. If you had a black guy in Dunkirk, he would be a token black guy. He would be there just for the sake of being black. And like, do people really want that? Because they didn't seem to want it in the 80s and the 90s or the 70s because, of course, the term token black guy. Yet now that you're trying to make things um, a little more straight to the source material or to the biography of the person or to the period piece. But if you play it too accurately, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna piss off the Buzzfeed people a little bit. I, I'm gonna bring up an example of a comic book movie, which is already, you know, by its very definition, unrealistic, especially with it being a superhero film. Maybe I'm being too nitpicky when I found the hardest thing for me to get behind in Captain America, the first Avenger was Black Nick Fury fighting in World War II because I went, that? did not happen there was there was multiple black soldiers and um that were giving orders to white soldiers and i'm like no why when that's the most unrealistic thing about a superhero movie tokenism's gone too far huh well i think the problem with that and it's not necessarily a problem they established from what was it the edward norton incredible hulk or was it iron man that nick fury was uh now black so they, they kind of can't go back and change that. Like Nick Fury is a character that's fought in like a lot of the major 20th century American wars, like, you know, World War II and, and Vietnam and, and the Cold War and all that kind of stuff. So you, you can't really change that. He has to be there giving orders. And that doesn't annoy me so much as the Tilda Swinton stuff in Doctor Strange. Like that sort of, I, I guess, would be reverse tokenism in a way because none of the, none of the SJWs really seem to complain about that one. But to me, it was really weird having Tilda, Tilda Swinton play, uh, go yellow face for what should have been an old Asian man. So and that's always uh, been an old Asian man in the it's comics. It's always been an old Asian man in the comics and yet nobody got uh, angry about that. That, yeah, that's did. what annoys me. Samuel Jackson <laughs> is simply just playing Nick Fury and I, I, I think that was more circumstantial because they were still building the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe when he was introduced as Nick Fury. So I don't think they were really going for diversity um, for the sake of diversity with having him in World War II. That's just kind of going by what the character did. He is a major war hero and he served in a lot of these major wars. It just so happens that he's um, happens to be played by uh, Samuel L. Jackson. So they, they can't really go back and randomly cast like Bruce Campbell or some shit. 
No, no, no. It should have been David Hasselhoff, and then they could have come up with some reason why he no longer looks like David Hasselhoff from World War II. He went uh, reverse Michael Jackson, changes pigments or something? Hey, remember, there was an era where the Punisher went black and teamed up with Luke Cage in the comics. Remember that in the early 90s? I don't. That's weird. Jigsaw cut his face all up, and to hide from his enemies, they surgically altered him to be a black guy. I really wish I were making this up. You know, I could see, like, uh, Michael Jai White playing a pretty awesome Punisher. Oh, that'd be great. But the problem is, uh, oh, the, the Tilda Swinton thing, there were people that, that freaked out about it. But, is, like, I guess I didn't, uh, notice it, it because, I mean, I was overwhelmed by the, uh, Iron Fist stuff, and I, I find they probably complained about that more than they did with the Tilda Swinton thing. But oh, I didn't, big time. uh, I didn't notice as many people. Yeah, the, well, the Tilda Swinton thing kind of came and went because it was like they they didn't really have like a a, a well formed argument, so they were yeah. like they were all outraged, but they didn't really know what they were outraged about because Doctor Strange is such a like uh, I don't want to say lesser known character, but I mean to, he's uh, to a lesser us, known like, mainstream character. He's a lesser known mainstream character. I mean, most people, you know, j- just in general, uh, in in fandoms and and just normal uh, everyday folks, you know, they know Spider Man, they know the Incredible Hulk. They don't know Doctor Strange, so they couldn't really get too outraged because, especially when you're talking about a character within that, not even the main character, they had to start doing a little bit of their homework and research. Yeah. And that was a little bit too complicated, so they'll just complain about something like Iron Fist being a white guy when he should be Asian, even though he's been a white guy, and that was the whole point of the character. Yeah, And, th- and that's Plus, how the character was created in the early 1970s. Always been a white guy in the whole point as Cecil a white blonde guy Mm -hmm. yes and as Cecil pointed out the whole point of that character is this is a white guy who is taking on the traits of what prior to that the Iron Fist had always been Asian that's what made him different in the comics that was the Mm. freaking point and I think, um, and this might be a little tinfoil hatty, but I believe that Tilda Swinton wasn't given as much crap because she is kind of considered a feminist darling on the internet. So they, they still saw it as progressive, even though it was a white person going yellow face. But you know, if it's, if it's Tilda Swinton, it's okay. But when you got the Iron Fist guy who's a young white blonde dude, well, of course, you're going to have an internet uproar when it comes to that. What about then, like, with Ridley Scott's Gods of Egypt. I didn't know Egyptians were all white dudes. I was not aware of that. And then Max Landis, because he's an idiot, came out and defended... I Max Okay, I like Max Landis' movies. If you've ever heard him actually talk, he's a goddamn moron. You're taking what he said out of context. He isn't in support of, uh, like, casting uh, Scarlett Johansson to be in Ghost in the Shell or anything. He's saying that that's... The state of Hollywood right now, they're too scared to actually go for, like, let's say a lesser known Asian actor or actress. So they go more for what they think is going to be the sure bet, like casting Scarlett Johansson and Ghost in the Shell. What he said was an unfortunate truth, Josh. It wasn't him being in support of that. What he said was, if you want to make green, you cast white. That's He said that in terms of uh, the context was that Hollywood is doing that, though. I'm, I'm with Peter. It, like, I, I think, like, Max is kind of, uh, you know, hit or miss, but it's the absolute truth. Is it, if you've got a, you know, hundred, two hundred million dollar film, you're gonna put the biggest 
actors and actresses in it. There yeah. are no big enough ma- like cuz that was the thing. They're like, "Oh, well, they shouldn't have cast Scarlett Johansson to be in uh, Ghost in the Shell. Why not? She was in the highest-grossing female-fronted movie of uh the pr- the previous year. Uh she was in Lucy, which made almost a billion dollars. I still think it's a terrible movie, but you can't disregard those numbers. Yeah. So they took her and they cast her in this movie. There is no Asian female actress in this country that has a draw big enough that they would be able to put behind that film. And At it's least like, not anymore. It, I mean, yeah. there used to be. We used to have a lot more Asian leads in movies. I mean, you had what, like Lucy Liu, Jackie Chan, Chow Yun Fat, something changed in the industry. I don't know exactly what it is, but currently, and that's what Max Landis is talking about, if you want to make the green, you cast white. He isn't saying that because that's his opinion. He's saying that because that is what Hollywood is doing. For what reason? Is it fear? Is it because they truly believe that audiences are going to be that prejudiced or somewhat racist or really that dumb to go see a movie just because, oh, this actress made uh, this movie a bunch of money. That's unfortunately what's happening. And should it be happening? No. Is Max Landis an idiot for saying that? No, not at all. He was speaking an unfortunate truth. I don't agree with that happening in, in Hollywood at all. I don't agree that Tilda Swinton should be playing like an old Asian man, but that's again what Hollywood is thinking. Why get some unknown old Asian guy when they can get, for whatever reason, Tilda Swinton, which is downright absurd. Tilda Swinton, the reason why they did hire her was because of the Chinese market, because oh. they they had they really wanted to like now movies have to do really well in China. And yeah. so they changed the character and that way they made it so that it wouldn't offend anyone in China. So the movie made a butt ton of money over there. Whereas if it was an old Japanese guy or uh, it was, I believe, uh, the I believe Tibetan. the master was Tibetan, they they probably would have not even allowed it to be released. They seem to really love the Michael Bay Transformers movies. That's the only reason why those are even still being made until the last one. <laughs> but in the case of in the case of Ghost in the Shell, I I'm I'm trying to find a way to say this delicately. Major was white in the original anime too. I know yeah, how, I know I, how I racist this is going to sound. Too. Major had round eyes. All the other characters had slanted eyes. I know how racist that sounds, but Major <laughs> was always a white character. So that's I why agree with I that. didn't have a problem with Scarlett Johansson, and I don't think that was whitewashing. It seemed I still don't like think it was. She was the right uh, choice. No, she, no, like she was not the right smaller. choice, but it was still not whitewashing is my point. Well, no, she was clearly meant to be, um, I'd say a Western based character. Yeah, the way she was drawn, her height for one, like she's almost taller than every character and she's really like built. Like she looks more like, uh, if I were to cast her, I'd go for more like a, a Gina Carano or, or something like that. Like not so much, uh, a tiny pint sized person like Scarlett Johansson, but no, absolutely. It should have been a, a white chick because she was drawn as one. I think even the, um, creator of uh, ghost in the shell was happy with the choice and, and said that it was her, her, uh, race in terms of Asian or American was never exactly an issue or never exactly something that was official. So they were happy with that. So I, I didn't, I don't understand the complaining that it comes to the whitewashing of that. Like if you've actually read any of the manga or seen the, uh, early nineties animated film, she's not meant to be orient, oriental by any stretch. That I was going to say, the, that's the thing. A lot of the people that are outraged never even heard of it until they announced they were making a movie. 
Yeah, just like it, with but, Iron but, but Fist. Then, but, then, but then there's a, a plot point in the movie where it turns out that because she's a robot, her brain, she was an Asian girl. That made the controversy even worse because they're like, oh, so she's an Asian trapped in a white body. And I, I hadn't seen the TV series in forever, but my girlfriend pointed out to me, that's directly from the original anime series. And I'm like, <laughs> you're right. Ghost in the Shell is not racist. It's not a very good movie, but it's not a racist movie at all. Well, a lot of these aren't racist. It's just like, you know how many American films are remade in like Bollywood and whatnot and, <laughs> and Turkey. I've seen you know Turkish Exorcist, man. Yeah, That's amazing. Turkey? Oh, God. You got to see uh, Bollywood Evil Dead is incredible. <laughs> But the thing is, they 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 don't get white actors or whatever to be in these parts. They get the people who are the stars of their country to be in those movies. And you don't hear these people freaking out about that. And it's it's silly. Like, you know, yes, I agree. Like what we we started the show off with. I do think that, um, uh, uh, you know, some diversity in, in films is great where you'll put people into films that maybe uh, uh, wouldn't be there otherwise. Like I was fine with uh, w- with taking Samuel Jackson and putting him in uh in the marvel films because the ultimate uh ultimate nick fury was based on samuel jackson so it was great that they were able to hire the actual guy that uh you know they kind of did the remaster i guess you know of in the comics to be in the movie like i was totally cool with that i love that i loved uh what was it heimdall was uh in uh thor movies and he was great like i i liked that and i liked i didn't have a problem with the changing of kingpin to uh michael clark duncan because he's he's a gigantic dude and he's supposed to be a giant dude and he was he did a really good job i had no problems with that but it's yeah. this it's this force thing where it's like people will cast whoever they want to be in the film and then you have all these people telling them that they cast you know oh you shouldn't have done that you should have passed cast this person or you shouldn't and there's a lot more people that are really trying to push their own agenda and push their own feeling on this instead of letting people make the film that they want to make not even that for television too twin peaks is back this season in the original Twin Peaks in 1990 and 1991, David Duchovny plays a transsexual FBI agent named Denise. And mm. it was not played for laughs. It was played completely, no pun intended, straight. Which so, is how you should do it. Just, it but, and there was no controversy a, then, though. My point if is there's you no controversy. you want to have a transgender character or a gay character or whatever, just have that character. You don't have to base their that, that character's personality on what they are, which is why I thought Denise was such a brilliant and progressive character, especially for, you know, 90, 91. Whereas now you have people that base their entire existence on what their genitals are or aren't and that that's exactly what's happening with twin peaks denise is back in the new twin peaks mm-hmm. still played by david Duchovny. and there's a there's controversy about this the the lgbt community is railing against the show that a trans actor should have been doing this they, they call uh, it trans face uh, that it should have been a trans acting. yeah and it's also the same actor from the original show i would yeah. have been offended if they'd recast denise they would be offended just by the idea of there being a trans character and they'd be saying, oh, well, this is a, a negative, negative depiction. How is it negative? How is Denise a negative character by any stretch of the imagination? Especially because she's the head of the FBI in the new oh, show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Christ. They'll get, they'll get mad over anything. It doesn't There's- matter. It doesn't matter what it is. There's a movie that came out uh, earlier in the year uh, called The Assignment with Michelle Rodriguez. She plays a male assassin who gets 
kid, uh, like I, I haven't seen it, but I know the gist of it basically has to go under transition surgery and is becomes a woman. So now, you know, it's still this badass assassin, but it's a, it's a trans assassin. Same mm. thing. They were losing their mind, should be played by a trans actor, uh, should, you know, shouldn't have been, you know, uh, Michelle Rodriguez. It's, I didn't hear the trans face thing, but same thing. It's like, okay, well, I guess now every, uh, every time there's a murderer in a film, then it needs to be, you need to cast a murderer. Uh, you need to cast a superhero. You need to cast, uh, the head of the FBI. Like, <laughs> The, the person who's doing the role is acting. Yeah, and you know I, what I'm getting sick of is uh, going to a, like a, a Jurassic Park movie and seeing CG dinosaurs. Why can't we have uh, why can't we have real dinosaurs, Cecil? Why not? Why not real yeah, ones? Real dinosaurs and aliens, too. Somehow figure that out. <laughs> Cecil, you, you know what? You two are morons. You know dinosaurs went extinct in the 1970s. <laughs> I mean, even on this same topic, look at, like, Night of the Living Dead with Ben. Ben being black not only didn't come across as forced, and it wasn't because it just turned out Dwayne Jones was the best actor for that role, that accidentally broke how many barriers? I mean, there Mm -hmm. were southern states in 1968 that would not show that movie, not because of the black lead actor, because there's a scene where he slaps a white woman. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, little do they know how popular Shaft would get. <laughs> That's still about four years away. But but, but it, it even makes the ending of Night of the, the original Night of the Living Dead that much more tragic. Because mm-hmm. that ending, a lot of people look at that. I've seen this misconstrued, and George Romero has shut this shit down real fast. That when Ben is stalking through the house at the end of the movie, and he gets shot by the hunters, they're like, oh, that was the racism of the time. No, he was walking very slowly, and they thought he was a walker. Literally, that ending has been turned into some kind of a, has had a racial connotation added to it. It just so happened it was a black guy that got freaking shot. Yeah, he was, he was stumbling and shambling around like a, like a walker, like a zombie. He had a hell of a night, you know? Uh Yeah, because of the ordeal that he went through for the last like 24 hours. I mean, any of us would be tired as shit and stumbling around looking like we were brain dead. I mean, that's that's a lot of stuff that he went through. That's something that's really unfortunate right now is they're re... I don't even know what you would call Re-examining. Re-exam- not even re-examining, but re- like, like giving things completely new contextual meanings that they don't have. Like, yeah. recently there were people, uh, talking about how Gene Roddenberry is a huge social justice warrior and how, uh, he, uh, he did all these things and how geeks, uh, of today would hate him. And it's like, stop projecting your nonsense on me. Like, <laughs> first of all, it's- you go was, back and watch classic Trek. He is a misogynist to his core, too. Yeah. But he, but he Look did a ton of. Oh, Kirk is totally. But the thing is, he was very progressive in ways that today's social justice warriors would hate. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did do a lot of really thought-provoking, great episodes. The the thing is, like now they're going through with this lens where they're kind of changing everything, and then uh, and then calling people that. Uh, well, you you would. You know, Gene Roddenberry would hate you and you would hate him. And it's like, dude, 
I I didn't grow up with the original. I'm I'm not that old, but like I grew up watching the reruns and watching uh, a lot of the other Trek stuff. And it's like I have a lot more of an understanding of it. And I'm not trying to alter what it is. It is, yeah. you know, uh, what what they're trying to change it into. They're trying to change it into something else. They're trying to change it into just this what it, it meanings that it doesn't even have. Now we've got Discovery coming out in a couple of months, which, by the way, that looks like a cluster of epic proportions, if you know all the behind the scenes. It's already almost canceled, but I'm not getting into that now. People are now starting to complain that they've overcorrected on Star Trek. There is only one white cast member on the new (laughs) Star Trek, so now they're like, oh, the white token cast member. And it's like, oh, there's nothing that can make you people happy, is there? (laughs) It never ends. Because no. I think Jason Isaacs is the only, now I'm, there's other white actors, but they play aliens. So the only white character on the freaking show is Jason Isaacs as the captain. And people are still, oh, the one white character, of course it's the boss. And I'm just I like, don't see, uh, talk to I, me. I guarantee, I guarantee even Will Wheaton would complain about, would find a way to complain about that somehow. This is a guy who did a video on mansplaining regarding Star Wars and regarding Star Wars fans that supposedly are getting uppity over characters like Rey and saying, oh, well, oh, you can't even see her nipples you did with Prince. When could you see Princess Leia's nipples? What? You couldn't see Princess Leia's nipples? Believe me. Trust me, I, I was looking. Right. Yes. Like, like Princess are going Leia, for the same in joke. my opinion, is, is one of the best characters that girls could have as a role model you've got you got a chick that was fighting for the rebellion probably better with a gun than han solo and luke skywalker were combined stood up for herself always mouthed off when somebody got in her face she, she stood up to darth vader she yeah. literally had to rest she literally rescued her rescuers from her rescue yeah she pushes Han aside, you know, gets in the middle of that corridor and just starts gunning down stormtroopers. Like, and yet Will Wheaton, of course, gets on his little high horse. Oh, the old fans, uh, you know, they missed the misogynistic depictions of what, what misogynistic depictions were in Star Wars in the classic movies. Please, uh, broaden my mind and tell me about how the prequels didn't completely crap on women and gave, uh, Natalie Portman absolutely nothing to do but gush about Hayden Block of Wood Christensen. She was, <laughs> you know, Natalie Portman was almost a literal damsel in distress for those three movies. Yeah, yeah. So, but l- let's, let, let's go to something else that's strange nowadays. Minorities are not allowed to be villains. Cecil, you brought up earlier, like, you know, a, a killer in, like, say, a CSI or something like that. People get out, go out of their mind if, because you, you, in a show like that, you have tons of white killers, serial killers, rapists, etc. But then when there's a major black character who it turns out to be one, they're like, oh, God, how racist. Of course, the black guy's a killer. Yeah, and so are the 15 white people in the episodes that came before him. I I remember in the Karen Sisko TV show, remember Elmore Leonard had control of that show. And Elmore Leonard, one of his biggest things, even more than the fantastic grasp of dialogue he has, is he has unique villains. Villains that would come across as goofy in any other writer's hands. And in one episode of that, he had two very flamboyant, very flaming, well-dressed, gay hitmen. ABC got so much. You don't usually see that. Right. And ABC got so much crap for that. And Elmore Leonard was like, 
This is what makes them not like every other hitman yeah. that's out there. But of course, oh, of course, the gay characters be, are the hitmen. How the hell are we supposed to be progressive if we're not going to try out new ideas or if we're afraid of hurting everybody's feelings? How is it that George Romero in Night of the Frickin' Living Dead was more progressive than any of these Tumblr and BuzzFeed nutjobs? Joe Bernstein, who helped uh, shut down one of the best shows of 2016 – World peace. I don't it, think either of you watched that, but whatever. That's no, a whole different tangent I could get into. But BuzzFeed, I think, is something we should talk about because this is, uh, just that platform alone has been ruining careers due to political correctness and social justice. BuzzFeed's the a straight up, Buzz, BuzzFeed's a straight up joke. But yeah. my point with this is, you, as any minority out there, no matter what you self-identify as, you can be a bad guy, too. Just like you can be made fun of, too. There's a yeah. documentary that comes out this month where a bunch of Indian actors, Hindi and Indian actors, it's called The Problem with Apu Nahasapima Padalan, about how he is an offensive stereotype. Oh, and they God. literally point out that because he is voiced by a white actor doing a goofy stereotypical accent, that... that uh, the Apu character is a minstrel show. Now, I'm not Hindi, so maybe I don't understand what's so offensive. The Simpsons make fun of every race, Including every stereotype. Isn't Homer the epitome of the dumb old American guy? You yes. know, the dumb, Stubborn, fat, white American, drunk. yes. Uh, you know, he's like, everybody is a parody. Everybody is a caricature mm. of something. And, and who's like, the, uh, who's the major, uh, criminal stereotypes in, uh, The Simpsons? Hmm. Sideshow Bob and Snake. White yeah. guy. And Mr. Burns. And the Mr. rich Burns. old white guy. The most evil characters in The Simpsons are white. Apu is, is a store clerk. And Apu you, is lovable. It, and you know what? That's a pretty accurate stereotype. A lot of uh corner stores and convenience stores and 7-Elevens I've been to, East Indians work at them. And you know something else? Their accents actually kind of sound like that. I work with shit tons of Hindi people at my work. I work at a at a warehouse. I work with a lot of um East Indian people. Their accents are like that. I mean, and uh if you meet anybody from Eastern Europe or from from Russia or from Italy, they have particular accents to themselves as well if they if they came to uh north america for the first I, time i just thought of something peter i just thought what? of something in so many movies and tv shows when whenever they want to make the villain badass they go to chechnya has there ever been a good character that's from chechnya or is that a weird so. stereotype too let's if you want to show uh, that they're badass let's talk about stereotypes a, a little bit because i saw a video today about the problem with the uh, muslims always being bad bad guys and terrorists and their women always being submissive. I have seen positive depictions of Muslims in movies. Plenty. Rambo is friends with the Muslims. In True Lies, one of the mm -hmm. good guys is a Muslim. We just had a movie come out uh, directed by Judd uh, Cockchugger Apatow. He put out a movie called The Big Sick. The main character in that film is Muslim, played by a Muslim actor. You know who we don't see positive depictions of almost ever? Eastern Europeans. Yeah. When have you ever seen a positive depiction of a Serbian? Never. Try to think about uh, it. It's never happened. I, I have a, a thing to piggyback on the uh, on the, the Judd Apatow movie. Uh, Salon put out an article, and they were saying about how they were really tired of the trend 
of brown men falling in love with white women. And oh. they were trying to, they were trying to come across as like how that was so wrong, like how the white women made the brown men better. But I'm like, this, this could be on Stormfront. Like this yeah. sounds hold on a second. So hold on. Racist. So racist. Uh, hold on. I, 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 I'm going to ask you a question then. So it's a brown man falling in love with a white woman, but it's not a white woman falling in love with a brown man. No, no, absolutely not. It's, Wait, it's who all... wrote this article? Uh, I, I believe it, it was on either Salon or um, or one of the. You might as well just go to Jezebel at that freaking or, uh, point. It might have been Jezebel. It was one of those. Why were you even on one of those sites? Well, no, you, uh, knew, well, you know what they are. To... Somebody because somebody reposted it, and he I wants to be it. good and angry for this yeah, episode. I, I need to get all fired up and shit. But like <laughs> that kind of stuff is ridiculous, and that kind of stuff is what actually hurts this shit because it's like, are you kidding me? Like, do you not see how racist that is? Yeah. yeah. That's wrong. Like, that is totally wrong. I have no issue with making, you know, if you want to make that love story or whatever, and apparently it's, it's, you know, supposedly a decent movie. I don't know. I'm, I've kind of lost faith in, in Apatow, but, uh. But I do think it's, it's a good thing. I mean, I do want to see more, uh, you know, Punjabi and, uh, Middle Eastern people in general playing roles like that. That's an example that there are positive uh depictions of these people in movies it's not as broad of a stroke as a lot of these people seem to think the same types of people that would say that iron fist is a racist show because the white guy does martial arts you're telling me it's not racist that the asian guy isn't doing martial arts aren't you kind of saying that all asians are martial artists and that that's what they should be playing have either of you guys seen hollywood vice squad from the early 80s with ironically enough carrie fisher uh i think so i um, i don't recall there's a scene in that where the asian character has to stop a hijacking on a bus and his black cop character he gets starts to get beat up he goes do some of that kung fu shit on him and he goes dude i'm from van eyes (laughs) (laughs) we've gotten so far as to somebody wrote an article about how the original raiders of the lost ark was racist because indiana jones offhandedly you know shoots the the one uh the one guy in the crowd with the sword and they're like oh he was was attacking him he was killed for laughs. Oh, uh, yeah, in a movie. Guy with the sword was obviously threatening his life. I yeah. think if you have a, I think if you have a gun and somebody's trying to kill you with a sword, you should probably shoot them so you don't get your pecker <laughs> cut off or worse. Well, <laughs> see, there's there's this weird thing, you no. Know, like with the Apu thing, they keep pointing out how he's voiced by a white man. Uh-huh. So it got me thinking. So if an actual Indian actor voiced, let's say the character and all the jokes are all the same, then it's all of a sudden not racist? Because like, I don't know if you guys watch the late night show with Seth Myers, but he actually has an entire segment he does once a month called Jokes Seth Can't Tell, where he brings on a, one of his lesbian writers and a black writer <laughs> to tell the jokes Because it's not racist if the black lady makes the black joke. It's not racist if the gay woman makes the gay joke. But the the fact that the segment is called Jokes Seth Can't Tell, I think he is trying to point out how goddamn stupid this is. The hypocrisy. It's the same joke, but it would be racist if Seth Meyers told it, but if his, but if his gay writer says the same gay joke, well, you know, that's all in the family kind of stuff. It's like, I, I miss when things were just funny god the 90s and the 2000s when they were when things were actually kind of getting progressive and when being a liberal actually meant something 
stand-up comedians were just saying anything, no matter what race they were. You know, you had women making fun of men. You had men making fun of women. You had white guys making fun of black guys, black guys making fun of white guys. You had, you know, stuff like the, the jerky boys and jackass and all this Dice. Um, all this Dice. stuff that was just yeah. raunchy and didn't really give a shit. I, identitarianism was, was something that was kind of becoming a thing of the past. People were kind of just being okay with everybody and things were actually progressing. Why is it that now in, in 2017, we're regressing so much? I Social ask media. myself this question every day. Why is this happening? In, in a way, comedy has been hijacked. And, yeah. and this is why, and this is one of the reasons. Now, again, I'm not Hindi. But why all of these Hindi comedians in the Apu documentary, and I haven't seen the documentary, I'm just going off the trailer, that's all that's out there, why they are so offended, comedians of all people should know nothing is off limits. That's right. Nothing should be off limits. Go watch Richard Pryor live on the Sunset Strip. That is so racist against white people. But yeah. guess what? It's freaking hilarious, too. Have you heard any of, like, uh... Like even an example is a from a white comedian Tim Allen's old uh, stand-up where he was basically the the workings of what would eventually become the Tim the Toolman Taylor character. Those were that was some of the most sexist stand-up I've ever heard in my life. But people were roaring with laughter at every show because it's it's comedy. The context of it is that they're jokes. It's not meant to be real life. It's meant to be comedy. The same thing with Richard Pryor. You know, being racist towards white guys or, or whatever. Or, or George Carlin was always an incredibly politically incorrect comedian. Things used to just be funny because they were funny. Like, who's that um, goddamn chick? What's her face? Uh, she got offended over, like, some construction sign. And th- and she oh, Sarah seeing, Silverman. Uh, Sarah Silverman, who thinks that she's seeing, uh, she's becoming so uh, senile that she thinks she's seeing swastikas everywhere. This is a chick that goes uh, blackface. Like six times a year. And, okay. up as and here was, here was one of Sarah Silverman's jokes that, uh, th- this is the same person that thinks that, that, uh, she's seeing swastikas on the sidewalk. Yeah. Uh, she said, she was talking about her, her, her boyfriend. She's like, oh, my boyfriend, I'm so depressed. Uh, you know, oh, he's, he's half black. And she's like, oh, no, what, what I really mean is I should look at the, the, the bright side of things. He's half white, you know, oh, and like that. Wow. Ca- and it's just like, like, oh, just stop it. And like with, with her, with her phony baloney shit. Like, yeah. she used to be, like, really filthy, and now that, like, the tide is turning, so to yeah. speak, like, now all of a sudden she's trying to play, uh, you know, the, the, no, I don't do that, that horrible stuff anymore. And, uh, like, I used to, when it was on, every week I was watching Deaf Comedy Jam because mm. it was hilarious, and every week there was always one comedian that would, he'd come out and he'd do the, the white guy voice, you know? Yeah. And, like, it, I thought... In all honesty, funny. the white guy voice is funny. Yeah. It's funny, and I'm not offended by that. I don't care. So yeah. when you have somebody like a Louis C.K. or and I love the fact that like they did try to go after Louis C.K., but then it's like they realized that because he looks like a white guy, but then they found out that he's actually like Mexican. They were like, uh, I, I, like they didn't know what to do. They were like, oh crap, minority, ah, uh-uh. you know, eject. Well, okay, like I said, comedy has been hijacked, but at the same time, you have a new wave who thinks being offended. Offensive is comedy, strangely enough. Like that's not a new I, wave. I think that's been around for the longest it's time. You've always more had pronounced. a shot, shot comics. Nowadays, the shot comedy just isn't funny. They, they, they think like like Seth MacFarlane on the last you know eight seasons of Family Guy. <sighs> He, he, he goes for let's be as as audacious and gross as possible, and you go, 
but there wasn't a joke there, Seth. Did you forget that you have to have a joke built into the the racial joke, not just racism? Go back and watch that famous Richard Pryor Chevy Chase SNL sketch again. All right, Mr. Wilson, you've done just fine on the Rorschach. Your papers are in good order. The file's fine. No difficulty with your motor skills. And I think you're probably pretty ready for this job. We got one more... Uh, kind of psychological test we always do here. It's just a word association. I'll uh, throw you out a few words. Uh, anything that comes to your mind, just throw it back at me, okay? Just kind of an arbitrary thing. Like if I said dog, you'd say... Tree. Tree. <laughs> dog? Tree. Fast? Slow? Rain? Snow? White? Black. Bean? Pod? Negro? Whitey. Tar baby? What'd you say? Tar baby? Oh, fake. Colored? Redneck. Jungle bunny? Burrhead. Cracker. Spear chucker. White trash. Jungle bunny. Hunker. Spade. Hunky hunky. Nigger. Dead hunky. The reason that works is not because Richard Pryor ends with dead honky when he's called a nigger. It's the build-up to it. It's a hilarious joke. It's not that Chevy Chase just called Richard Pryor a nigger. And that's what it would be under Seth MacFarlane. Mm. They've lost arguably the subtlety to racist jokes. I know how out of context that's going to be. How, what a, how I know how weird that's going to be out of context, but does that make any sense? It does. And the weird thing is there are people that uh, seem to get away with it and others that don't. I don't know if it's uh, waving a false flag of, of being a liberal that uh, saves you from it or what, but that is what it seems to be. I don't know how something like this family guy, family guy is still on the air, right? Unfortunately, yes. I'm going to make an example here. Family guy is still on the air. Now, I don't know what Seth MacFarlane's political beliefs are. I don't know if he even talks he's, about them or, or oh, what. He's a super liberal. Boy, he's super he liberal. Of course. Them. Of course he is. Uh, now, the example I'm going to make, I've been watching, um, there's a YouTube comedian I've been watching for years, uh, Sam Hyde of Million Dollar Extreme. The guy just makes random, completely unpolitical, funny stuff. And he recently had a show on Adult Swim because his YouTube channel has really been exploding lately. He's, he has a lot, a huge, huge fan base and a lot of loyal support, supporters. And they put him on uh, Adult Swim with a little show called World Peace. It's in a big way that show was kind of dedicated to when humor was a lot more politically incorrect and you could just be funny for the sake of being funny and make fun of, you know, everything. The show made fun of, uh, uh pickup artists. It made fun of conservatives. It made fun of liberals. It made fun of women. It made fun of men. It's, in general, it was a um, comedy show. It was funny. 
and it was recently taken off. Uh, it, it didn't, it was going to be renewed for a hundred more episodes, several more seasons, but was taken off the air due to a BuzzFeed interview with, uh, the guy's name was Joe Bernstein and Sam had an interview with him in the very first question. There's a, Sam was very smart in the way he conducted this because it was a telephone interview and he recorded the whole thing because he knew this would eventually come to bite him in the ass. The first question. And I'm not saying Sam is right wing or alt right or whatever. He's not an alt right guy. But the first question to come out of Joe Bernstein's mouth, do you associate yourself with the alt right? And where he even gets this idea, there were allegations that there were swastikas sprinkled out through the million dollar extreme world peace show. There weren't. But do you know who constantly features swastikas in his work is Eric Andre, another member of Adult Swim, who seems to get away with it all the time. Why? Well, he associates himself with being liberal. If somebody even gets the hint, the the hint of blood in the water that you might be right wing, they will go after you relentlessly. And that interview bombed. He plays. He doesn't give a crap of what the guy's asking him about. He's giving him completely facetious answers, dismissing him entirely, all because of that first question. And of course, a slam piece article is written about Sam Hyde by BuzzFeed saying that he's an admitted member of the alt-right, blah, 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 blah. And that all snowballed into having his show not only taken off the air, but he's blacklisted. Like, no, 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 I, I'm going to stop do, you. It's you can only do YouTube stuff now. Mm-hmm. No, it's snowflaked. 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 But, that's right. But yet, yes, you have guys like Seth MacFarlane who really do make racial jokes and really do make sexist jokes and stuff like that openly in the open you have jokes like that the the shock humor that josh was talking about but because he associates himself as liberal oh well oh obviously he's just being cute about it you know he's that's that's not how that's not how he really thinks and it's it's ridiculous but peter you have to remember we are garbage humans garbage day oh yeah i'll own right up to that i'm a big mac of a human being (laughs) I, I, I am Silent Night, Deadly Night too. It is garbage day on this show right now. <laughs> Cause we are garbage humans. The last thing I want to talk about tonight is the whole feminism angle. Doctor oh, Who. Man. Now, I can't believe, no, this one has a little bit of validity cause I, I know pers- people in my day to day life who are Doctor Who fans mm-hmm. who's, who say they cannot accept a female Doctor Who. And Why? of all fictional characters, Doctor Who becoming a woman is the one that makes the most sense. The doctor can be and look like whatever he wants. Yeah. So I have zero pro- I like the actress. No, I'm not a big Doctor Who fan. I just watch it occasionally. I like the actress. And Neil Gaiman, a writer I respect intensely, has been trying to get a female Doctor Who almost two doctors ago. And the BBC would not go for it. There was a rumor a couple of years ago that before the the last guy got it, Idris Elba was in the running. And people were like, oh, my God, Doctor Who's going to be black. And I'm like, oh, he's, uh, yeah, and, 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 and Idris Elba's a fantastic actor. That What's your problem? That service to uh, Idris Elba. He's way too goddamn cool to be Doctor Who. But, Peter, I've heard the same thing about the new Dark Tower movie, which we obviously haven't seen yet. There are people going, that's not my gunslinger. Oh, and it's okay. like, well, we we don't know if he is the same Roland or not. Because, I mean, we only hear him called the... I don't think we ever hear him called Roland in the trailer. I and mean, yes, Roland is white um, in the books. Well, because uh, the Dark Tower books, I mean, I've only uh, read a little bit of them, but I understand that it's kind of a multiverse sort of thing, and that this uh, could be taking place. Uh, there's a 
fans sort of theorizing that it could be different from the books, that it's something that either happens, that something that could, that could have happened after the series and that it's the multiverse starting itself all over again and reversing certain things, which that in itself could be interesting because Stephen King himself kind of implicates that in his own writing. So you could really make the gunslinger of any race, just as Doctor Who is a character that changes form every other season for the excuse of getting a new actor. You could make Doctor Who a toaster, and it would still make sense in context. Which you have to admit, story-wise, is a pretty brilliant way to replace actors. It is, because you're actually giving a reason as to why. It's like he's this alien that's constantly changing form. I personally despise Doctor Who. I find it to be one of the most annoying shows on the planet, and it has one of the most disgusting fan bases ever. The anybody, modern Doctor Who. I grew up watching, right now, I grew up watching the 80s stuff, just man. Let me, just let me say this. If you're a Doctor Who fan and you're listening to the show, go f*** yourself. Guess I'll go, I'll go f*** myself now. Uh, here, here's my, my thing, and this is kind of a, a large overarching thing with all of this. The, the female Doctor Who, uh, I have little problem with because really I am so far behind with, with Doctor Who. I am still back with, uh, the David Tennant years. And, oh, wow. uh, yeah, I'm way behind. But the thing is, I, I also grew up, but I was watching Doctor Who in reruns, but, um, I have no problem with uh, with the, there being a female Doctor Who. I just think that if it would have came out, if this would have happened a couple of years ago, would have been a non-issue. Would have been mm. no big. But now it's like, oh, they're doing, you know, it's a diversity tick box. They're doing it. Yeah. So that's what makes me it skeptical is. about it. And, and I hope it's, it's, it's I'm not sure about that. And that's because Neil Gaiman has been pushing for it. You've got Anita yes. Sarkeesian, who's uh, Anita Sarkeesian is offended over the female Doctor Who. Because she's white and straight. Yeah, she's not, it's not it's far not enough. Friends. Yeah, it's it's not enough. It's never enough. So that's the yeah. thing. That's why I don't like you try to you try to appease the you know uh, the 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 people that are going to be offended, and it's it's just never enough. It's like, well, yeah. you know, we've got a female Doctor Who. Oh, well, it's not a female uh, POC. It's not a female Muslim. It's not a female like whatever whatever they can push to to throw it in there. Yeah, and like they can't just be happy with that. Like, yeah. and the thing is too with the Doctor Who being now being a woman god help you if in a couple of years from now they try to change it back to a man oh uh, no, boy no. will they you know oh you're like you're just changing it all you know and now because now they're going to be like all right well now we had a female doctor who now we're going to have to have a black doctor who we're going to have to have a this doctor who we're going to have to and like and i really don't care but it's like when you've got a character that has traditionally always kind of been a british white guy to all mm. of a sudden to be this this multitude you're going to have to really write some good stuff in there to kind of make it ex- you know explain why this is all of a sudden this is happening yeah now, as far as uh as far as people that are losing their you know uh losing their shit over this losing it over idris elba that are going the problem is with that the vast majority of the people don't care if you look at a lot of these articles where they're like oh my god all of these cishet white crybaby males are upset about doctor who and they keep showing like three tweets by people who have like two followers and it's a new account. Yeah. It's like if I hear the term cis one more time, I'm going to flip out and start killing people. I, I am so sick of the term cisgendered. I really I, don't get why. Yeah. Uh, I mean, why are all these liberals and SJWs and Tumblr feminists and stuff telling me that I'm a white man with a cyst? I, I don't have cancer. <laughs> I just I, I, I don't like all of this like name changing and rewording and now we yeah. it's like it's like you, you can't just be you know straight or heterosexual now all of a sudden it's cis because they told you 
this and it's like no that that's that's a word that you made up why i have to adhere to what you did it's like i'm not trying to push any of my you can do be whatever you want i don't if you live your life and you are not you know interfering with my life fine but as soon as you start telling me what i have to do and what i have to say that's when i have a problem friggin rich is it coming from their side saying oh all these uh White, white man babies are crying, yet one of the biggest feminist influences online is the one complaining about it. You have Anita Sarkeesian saying, oh, well, why can't she be black and trans? These are the most of the, the brunt of the people complaining about it are those people. The thing that was funny with, with Anita was that she wrote this, this post about, oh, it's so great. Yes, finally a female Doctor Who. Woohoo! And then like a couple of hours later is when she followed it up with, but this show has always been about, you know, it's been about, you know, white people. It needs to be no more diverse. It's basically, uh, she probably got a talking to from, uh, like from the, the tolerant left. Probably laid it, oh, well, that's not good enough. So then she had to go out and recant and say, uh, <laughs> oh, well, it's not good enough uh, that, that uh, you know, now we need more. And the thing is with Doctor Who, like, there's been uh, there's been a lot of, like, really great black characters. There's been lesbians. And there's a, there was one character that I saw a supercut that I thought was hilarious. And she, uh, from the last season, where she's basically telling it, she's like, hey, did I mention I'm gay? Hey, I'm a lesbian. Hey, everybody. And it's like... No, like regular lesbians and gay people aren't going around, you know, per, I mean, unless it's on like the gay pride parade. It's just like they're just regular people. Yeah. Who- like they're not trumpeting their, you know, oh, you know, go. They don't introduce themselves. You know, hi, I'm Jack. I'm gay. You know, like <laughs> this, this is like, not Will and Grace. This is not. Yeah. Will and Grace. This is not how. And it's like you're doing a disservice to to yeah. make, to making these people into parodies. Well, I, I'm still not convinced that Anita Sarkeesian is not a skexy. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to see how to do gay characters in a subtle way? Go back and watch 1969's Sam Peckinpah's The Wild bunch lq jones and struther martin's characters are lovers in that go look at the little looks they give each other the way they act around one another lq jones is very open those two big gruff manly cowboys are lovers Mm -hmm. that's how you do it look at a movie like bill and ted bill and ted's excellent adventure on whenever that's shown on tv now they edit out the part where they call each other fag after they hug. And maybe I'm getting way too in-depth to, uh, you know, a stupid, st- stupid stoner comedy. Those two guys who are who clearly love each other on a brother level thought the other one was dead. And then yeah. when they see each other, they're so elated, they hug one another. But because of the manly perceptions that they have, they just go, fag. <laughs> that's actually a great moment for those characters. It is. That, I don't know that shows um... the camaraderie that they have and, you know, the comedy, because it was the, yeah. the whole fag line was great timing, personally. Yeah. That line's edited out because it's offensive now. Peter, l- l- let me ask you this then. Could you ever get away with Larry Joshua threatening a guy with a, with a big buck nigger faggot? <laughs> big Leroy. A 350-pound bull nigga faggot. Could you ever get away with that in a Glickenhouse movie today? Uh, no. I don't think so. I don't think you could get away with Big Leroy. Nor could you get away with uh, William Forsythe and um, Dan Tullis Jr. going back and forth uh, yelling about nigger faggots. I mean, the movie is called Extreme Prejudice, so... Yeah, that, that irony kind of writes itself. So, since we've lost all of our listeners this week, where can people <laughs> find Peter? 
Uh, you can find me being a nigger faggot on uh, Twitter, uh, YouTube, uh, which you can find me, The Cinemasochist, on Twitter. It's uh, at Cinematica, Facebook, The Cinemasochist, and on 1201beyond.com as well. I have a new video out, an actual review. and It's been, I don't even know how many years at this point, but go check it out. Uh, buy some shirts at 1201beyond.com. Not even just mine. Buy a radio drum shirt. Buy a what the fuck shirt. Give us money. We're dying. We're poor. And Cecil, since you've lost all the goodwill you've built up over the last six years. I would just like to say that the, the world that we live in right now, we've gotten to, we've gotten to the point of where we're living in a parody. The late, the next Call of Duty game that's coming out is being set in World War II. And in World War II, you have female black Nazi soldiers. We've, we have reached. No, you don't. We've reached that point. And when somebody... I bet there's no swastikas either, because that's offensive. Exactly. I was getting to that. Oh, no, of course. They're somebody, just, uh, they changed them to those orange road signs. Somebody on Twitter was asking the, the lead designer on Call of Duty, hey, man, you know, I've noticed that in the, the latest Call of Duty that takes place during World War II, uh, there's no swastikas. You know, I, you know, why is this not historically accurate? And he proceeded to call the guy a racist for wanting <laughs> historical accuracy what? in... That this is the world that we currently live in. And it's, it's just, it's really frustrating because like I, I, I try to be a good person. I am friendly with, with everybody. Uh, it really takes a lot to get, you know, to, to get me to the point of where I'm genuinely pissed off and I'm just pissed off by all of this nonsense. Just, I don't think we, everybody, we just seen need... you, uh, like pissed off, like during the show or on, uh, on Twitter or, or anywhere. So Even when he loses arguments to me, he's good natured about it. Yeah. You know, just you shut up cause you're wrong all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> but I have, I, that is the thing. I had a lot of people tell me that I sound like you totally sound like Patrick Payne. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. He's got a, you know what? Like his He's got a great review thing. of uh, the Huey Lewis and the News album. It's like that made me want to go out and get a copy and uh, listen to it. Yeah, you know, it really, really got me into it. So, so what? I, all I'm trying to say is that I, I think that uh, all the people that are talking about uh, diversity and about how they want to uh, bring everybody together by doing all of this, you're doing the opposite. We had mm-hmm. made such great strides in diversity, in included people into into every, you know, kind of fandom and whatnot. And in the past few years, it's just been a constant dismantling and everybody is kind of being put into this own uh, little pocket as opposed to everybody just kind of getting along. It's called a melting pot. F***ing melt. But Cecil, where can people find you? Oh, they know where to find me. You can find Cecil at goodbadflicks.com and as well as Twitter and Facebook, blah, blah, blah. He's He doesn't want to say. Well, I'm just saying, I, I think that in, in a, in a serious, like, I mean, we, we've had a lot of lamps and whatnot, but I mean, it's a, it's a semi-serious, well, it's a semi-serious discussion about a very serious topic. And I'm oh, just, man. I was like, not being like a plug whore. I was just like, you know what? Uh, the people who, the people who want to, the people who already know where I am, they know how to find me. And right now, if somebody hears it and they hate me, then it's just going to give that, you know, then they're just going to go out. You know, if they really want to you know, come and tell me that I'm a racist or something because I want everybody to get along, I, you know, then <laughs> then they're they're going to find Imagine me. that. Are you, are you hearing a, this uh, PC police? You, you made you the broke robot him. cry. You made you a made, robot cry. You broke Cecil. <laughs> 
How do you feel about that? You should yes. feel pretty bad. You certainly should. Except, except Peter, I have to wonder, why did we even program him to do that? I, don't, I didn't know we did. Look, apparently Google, uh, according to uh, a few people, uh, Google programmed me. <laughs> and and I'm paid fair, fair enough. And uh, and I was paid by um by Marvel and uh actually both Marvel and DC to give good reviews of Spider-Man and Wonder Woman. I'm like, look, <laughs> if you saw my bills, I obviously am not making enough money from those payments. <laughs> yeah, Peter wasn't joking. We're all poor. We are. We're all so, poor. So go to 1201beyond.com. Buy some t-shirts there, listen to some shows, click on some links. But you can also contact me to tell me how racist I am at 1201beyond at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Facebook under my real name, Josh Hadley. Guys, what we're asking for is for you to try and be a cut above. Try and not be so reactionary and try to see that equality for everybody is not a bad thing. And money. For God's sake, give us money. Keep one foot in the gutter, one fist in the gold. Have a good night. Your face 
Radiodrome is a 1201 Beyond production. Find it and other great content at 1201beyond.com.